Hey friends, it's Emily and Nicole, and we are going to be your hosts for Belonging, where we are going to get straight to the heart of the matter. Let's unpack together what it truly means to belong in an uninviting society when living with or affected by a disability. This is a conversation where we will share one story at a time while educating one another on God's view of disability, building awareness, and changing perspectives. Come as you are and be prepared to hear the real, raw truth. Welcome back, friends, to another episode of Belonging, where we get straight to the heart of the matter. Today's guest, uh, I had the pleasure of meeting by chance when I dropped Betsy off at camp when she was seven years old. And our guest was also a camper. And we had to go all the way to Asheville, North Carolina to realize that we lived one mile from each other in Richmond, Virginia. So I have had the pleasure of watching her grow into just an amazing young lady. And um, fun fact right now <laughs> is that we are doing this taping for the second time because I was in a cleanup mode um, and behind the scenes and completely deleted our first taping of our guest today. So we get to talk to her twice. Um, so we are just going to get straight into the conversation. I'm a little bit of jet lagged from spring break. Nicole was away for spring break. Our guest was away. So we are just going to jump in. So we would love to welcome Bailey Melton to the podcast. Yay. Hi, everyone. Hey, Bailey. <laughs> I'm really excited to do this again. I know. I know. This is so fun. I should just have you over and we can just be taping in person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just jump in with um, maybe you'll be able to have. Sometimes they say when you redo things, that's always better the second time around anyway. So yeah. who knows? maybe you'll come up with a new way to say something and it'll be that much better. Although Emily and I really liked the first taping. <laughs> yeah. Taping it was great. Was pretty nice. It was pretty nice. But you know what? We just, it is what it is. And it is. And we're here and it's great. So Bailey, we're going to ask you what your fun fact is. Tell us a fun fact about you. A fun fact about me is that I'm a triplet. <gasps> Triplets. Yeah, you know that's how I first got introduced to you was Betsy's friends, the triplets. <laughs> triplets. Then it just turned into the triplets. Then it just turned into Bailey. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that is a fun fact. But you also have an older brother, correct? Yes, he's um, eight. is he nine? I think he's eighteen. I don't think he's turned nineteen. Yeah, he's eighteen, and he's in college at JMU. And what birth order are you? Frazier, um, me, and then Lee. But everyone always thinks that I'm the oldest because I'm so tall. My sisters are like 5'2", and I'm like 5'8". So. That is like crazy just within triplets. Like they're, the height difference like that. You're right. I know. Frazier mom is tall. My mom is tall. My dad is tall. And Frazier and Lee are just short. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that you were the oldest really everyone always thinks that yeah well that is definitely a fun fact i know two other sets of triplets so i know three sets of triplets wow yes 
So that's that is definitely something special. And I love seeing all three of your personalities. And I'm I'm sure your mom and your dad and everybody and Sarah totally enjoy watching your personalities come out. <laughs> it's never a dull moment. <laughs> I can yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> Excitement. Well, Bailey, we're going to hop into the meat of the conversation. And so I'm just going to kick it off and kind of let you tell our listeners how your interest with getting involved um, volunteering with children and young adults with disabilities, how that kind of all started. Yeah, so um, I grew up um, going to church and I never really like helped out a bunch just because my mom was like really involved. So I like and I was young. Um, but I grew up with my cousin, uh, like seeing him on some holidays and like family events. Um, and he had autism and he's my brother's age and I would always like hang out with him and like want to be around him. Um, even though he couldn't necessarily like respond back to me, I still like loved being around him and we had a great time together. Um, and then I started helping out my freshman year of high school at my school in the Circle of Friends Club. Um, and that's super fun. And then um, me and Betsy, like, just always talk about things. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to, like, do special needs like you and help out. And she was like, oh, my gosh, okay. And then she got me involved at, at a church. And we did that together for a little bit and then my brother at the current church I go to hope um he had helped out for a long time because one of his friends got him involved and then I was like oh my gosh like I want to help out um but I didn't necessarily like do it at first just because I was like oh it's your thing so then I don't want to like take that away from you. But he was like, no, Bailey, like I want you to help me. And I was like, okay. Um, but then after he left for college, I got involved in the ministry. You're well-rounded with volunteering. <laughs> and it all starts with your family. Yes. Do you think yes. that's where you became so comfortable was because of your cousin and you were around him enough? I think yes, because um, his mom was – she's been like disabled for his like whole life um and she actually passed away um a few years ago um so now he like lives with his grandma which is my grandma's sister and I've just always been super comfortable around him because um like I'm I act as his like sister like we hang out together but I like also like like keep him alive like tell him what to do and like we just like have so much fun together and I think that just knowing that I can be so comfortable and like make a relationship with him that's so strong um that I'm comfortable doing it with other kids that I've met is he verbal or nonverbal? so he's like he's verbal um but just like to an extent like he like says hello like if you ask him questions he'll answer you um but you just have to carry the conversation and he'll reply and he like loves to read so that's super cool to see mm -hmm. um and he's super smart but yeah I love that I love that love that love that so in working with 
children and young adults, but are you doing more like middle school and high school versus like the young adult like Anna Kate's age at church? I I help out with the young adult, but they just have like limited gatherings, so I'm not like so always like let's say elementary through young adult. You have had yeah. hands in it, okay? So. What is something that you have learned in working with children from the ages of elementary through young adult that you did not know before you started volunteering? Um, I think that I've just learned a lot about myself and how, like, I act um, with these kids and I've learned that like every day is different and you need to like give everyone grace that is in like the surrounding areas that I didn't know. I didn't know that um, like every day wouldn't look the same, you know, and just volunteering with them and just like keeping those relationships so alive has been super cool to see. But I definitely going into it I was a little like apprehensive like oh I don't really know how this is gonna go um but then once you keep going back you learn that like every single day is different and you get to build these awesome relationships that you wouldn't have built if you didn't keep going back so and the flexibility and having an open mind I think with that learning knowing you don't know what to expect and that's where your grace kind of comes in because you don't know what's going to happen that day so if you're rigid and have this it has to look a certain way it's going to be a lot harder to want to go back because it's not going to be that way the best plans are going to collapse and fall either way so if we stay flexible it's easier to enjoy it yeah so it's kind of similar to you know, we're in the disability world, you know, and with me and with Anna Kate, I try to always tell everyone that she really is more like you than she is different. And so it's almost like what you're saying, every day is different and it doesn't look the same, but that can also be true to like my relationship with Nicole and say like your relationship with Betsy like Nicole can be totally cool one day and then the next day she could be like really moody like what happened right like one day Betsy could be like really fun to hang out with the next day you're like oh my gosh like we got Judy Moody over here so it's it's kind of the same thing right so they're really not that different yeah um, and... Betsy, if you're listening, your mom just threw both of us under the bus. <laughs> it was just an example. Um, and I love how you said, you know, in order to build relationships, it's by you have to keep going back. And again, it's just like when you build a relationship with your friend, like, you know, you yeah. have to keep investing and in going back into that relationship. It's not like a one and done. Like, okay, I'm friends with Nicole we're set. I don't ever need to invest in this relationship again. And you um, do a beautiful job of investing in the relationships of those that you volunteer with, because I have seen it with my own eyes. Um, and Nicole has definitely witnessed it and seen it with her eyes. And it's it's truly a gifting that you have that many don't have. 
Yes. Thank you. That's super sweet. It comes natural to you, how you respond and interact. And whether, um, no matter what the disability is, you just jump right in and you're there. And it has, you're just head on. You face it head on and you're like, all right. You sit down, you're a little bubbly self, and you start the conversation, and you pick up real quickly how you're going to proceed with it, and it just comes so natural to you. And I agree with Emily. It's a gift. It's definitely a gift. You can't practice that. And and how Nicole said it's natural, I think the beauty in in watching you um, is that sometimes when you see somebody interacting with somebody with a disability... It, there's a level of it feeling like it's forced and it's like, you know, it's kind of like uncomfortable to watch because they're a little bit uncomfortable. They don't know. They're unsure, you know, because there's this learning curve, right? If you're just getting into it. But with you, it's like you just, it's like you're diving in, in the deep end and you just <laughs> do it. And it's like, like, she's just amazing. Like, where did she come from? <laughs> um, you know, and it's, like she said, it's just natural and it's just beautiful, beautiful to, to witness your gifting. So. Oh, thank you. So beautiful. Do you have a favorite memory that you want to share about any volunteering experiences? Yes. I have lots of favorite memories. <laughs> um, but one of my favorite memories is um, we did a little night to shine event at this like clubhouse in Emily's neighborhood and um Betsy got a bunch of her friends and she was like guys like do y'all want to volunteer and help out and like be a buddy for the night and I was like I'm all over this let's get let's do it (laughs) and so um we all got there and we're just like hanging out and then um this girl came in and I walked over to her and I was like oh my gosh like what's your name and we got to talking and I just like felt a connection with her and so then through the night it was just like amazing to see every kid there um and interact with our friends and also just like that event is just amazing um but we had a little karaoke machine and um she was a little bit like apprehensive at first to like sing in front of everyone which obviously is valid um but I was like okay we're gonna we're gonna do this we're gonna sing and so I get up there and I start singing her favorite song which is don't stop believing and Betsy had to help me because I'm a little tone deaf so um we sang it together (laughs) and then it was so cool to watch her make her way up to the stage and start singing with us and we all sung around her and um then we were, um, we did like a little group song with like Anna Kate. And that was so fun because we were, we were all just like singing up there. And it was just like amazing to like watch them do that. So yeah. it was a highlight of the night. Yes, for sure. Yeah, the, the, the karaoke went after Nicole and I talked about, I think we unpacked it on one episode that we had right afterward. That was her favorite. Her favorite part was the music because she's like, like, everybody just came alive with the music and it just, you know, and, it, and watching everybody. It definitely was fun. 
Yeah, it was so fun. I loved it. So, uh, Bailey, you said you had a, a bunch of memories. Was there another favorite memory you wanted to share? Probably just, like, times at my church. Um, one, like, in specific, probably we I help out with, like, the young adults, too, with special needs at my church. And um, Anna Kate was coming to um, an event there that we did at I forget what it was, but it was like we were all there. We eat dinner before together, and so the other like the other young adults like didn't know that Anna Kate was coming. Uh, her friends, and so when she walked in, all of her friends were just like, "Oh my gosh, Anna Kate! Oh my gosh!" And it was just like so cool to see Anna Kate's face light up and like all of her friends' faces light up. And we all just like sat together and um, ate dinner together. And so just like seeing that community was so cool. And that's a good depiction of what belonging can look like from the outside in. Um, obviously we don't know, we can assume what Anna Kate felt and how happy she probably was too, but anyone else watching that can assume, wow, this is where some, this is something that Anna Kate can belong to and feels that belonging by the welcoming, kind of like a welcoming party. Just like we get excited when friends welcome us, we feel belong. We feel like we belong. Yeah. Yeah. She, you definitely can read her body for body language a hundred percent. And since Obviously, she is nonverbal, and yet she gets so excited when she sees somebody who either she knows makes her feel special or is a friend, because she definitely, if she sees you and you are a part, the girl does not forget a face, I'm going to tell you that, and (laughs) you are a part of her past, and there was some, like, bad memory, she's going to give you the stink eye, and I see it all the time, and it is so funny, Um, but... I it's it's so neat to see her light up like that because I just it's you know I can relate it to like when Betsy sees a friend from her from camp it's like that same level of like excitement like oh my gosh it's a camp friend it's like a whole other level yes it is it's it's literally a, a yes it's like camp friends are like when you see them you're like oh my gosh like because we have a different level of friendship you know and it's like so cool and like even like seeing Betsy now it's so different than like seeing my other friends even though like I have close connections with other friends but like me and Betsy have like built a like sisterly bond because you know we spent two weeks in the mountains together without our phones so we had to build a bond and that happened really quickly but when I see her now I'm like oh my gosh Betsy like yay (laughs) you're here and it's just like I just like love seeing her because we started our connection from camp so and you guys have been friends for 10 years at such young age I know it's crazy and like when we first met we would like hang out sometimes it was like I mean we were still young so we had like had other stuff going on but now we literally (laughs) hang out like all the time and it's so cool to like see our friendship grow love it Outside the mountains and in the mountains. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, you know, thinking how, like, you've known our family for 10 years, and I've watched you, but, like, you've watched us, and 
Um, and Anna Kate lights up. You're one of the people when you walk in the house or she sees you, she just lights up because you just go straight to her. And I don't know if you listened, which I think you did, um, to Jessica's episode. One thing that she said in there was how important it is to for her when her friends will get down on eye level and talk to her daughter, Elsa. And that is something that you definitely do and you have done from a very young age is, and so have Frazier and Lee, and I always tell your mom this, you, you all have always go over. It's like, you see, you go over and say hi to Anna Kate before you'll say hi to me, which is awesome. I'm like, yes. But like you get down on her level and like you greet her and you see her, which is just absolutely like heartwarming for a mom to witness that. Yeah. I love Anna Kate. She's literally full of joy. So full of joy. I love seeing her. And I'd love to see her like grow up too. Like where I can just like be around when I come to your house and I, and I feel so comfortable around her, even from meeting her like for the first time. She's like a sister to me. So. Oh, that's so sweet. You can be part of the triplet gang or quadruplet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> quadruplet. Um, just a random fact that we were talking about the communication piece. Some it's like seventy some resources say seventy percent of communication is nonverbal, other resources say up to ninety. So in between that twenty percent gap, I think to just remember that when we talk about people that are nonverbal, the majority of our communication is nonverbal to begin with on how much our body language and our facial expressions are. And we can all attest to people that we know that are nonverbal and how much we can understand what they're communicating just because of their body language and their expressions. So I, I only say that because of what you said, Emily, about Anna Kate. You can under you know what she's thinking and saying by her body language. Mm-hmm. That's a big chunk. Definitely. Definitely. So Bailey, if someone was listening to this podcast or somebody that you knew out in the community was thinking about wanting to volunteer, but wasn't quite sure what to expect, what would be something that you would say to them to help calm some fears or to give them um, some words of encouragement to take that, that step and to go ahead and step forward into that? Yeah. Um, I would first off be like, well, you are like amazing for doing something like this, you know, taking time out of your day to um, you make connections and volunteer and like make new friends. But I would also say don't set expectations for yourself mm-hmm. um, and how you're going to be, because a lot of times when we set expectations for our lives, um, it doesn't go the way that we expect it to. And it sometimes leads to disappointment. Um, but I would say to not expect anything, go in with an open mind and ultimately be yourself because just because a kid might not be verbal doesn't mean that they don't see exactly what you're doing all the time, um, and know what you're saying. Um, so be yourself. Don't, don't like guard your personality, um, because, They want to be your friend just as much as you want to be theirs Um, and just have an open mind um, because 
the connections that you will make are unreal and amazing and um once you make those connections you'll never want to stop so that was beautiful that was beautiful <laughs> so speaking of making those those connections after we taped the first time you shared a story <laughs> and i was like i did not know that so can you do you remember the story you shared no, do you want to like refresh me and then cut yeah. this part off? I, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't need to cut it off, but since you said okay. it, yeah. So, um, you had talked about one of your favorite memories being Night to Shine and the girl oh. connected with. And then after we were done taping, you said, um, did Betsy tell you? And I was like, oh, yeah. oh but can you share that story? Because I just absolutely loved it. It totally goes along with what you just said about building those connections, building those relationships, because it truly just means so much to you, but also it just means so much to the person that you're volunteering with. Yeah. So um, the girl who I met at Night to Shine has, before I told y'all, um, I, her mom reached out to me. Um, well, at night shine, she got my number. And I was like, I would love to hang out with her literally anytime I don't work on the weekends. Like, just let me know. And so I got a text from her and she was like, hey, Bailey, she's literally the sweetest person ever. She was like, um, whenever, like, it's most convenient for you, like, do you want to go get ice cream? And then they, they called me. And so I got to talk to the girl and she asked me if... Um, we could go get ice cream together and I was like put it on the calendar like as soon as you want to like I want to so bad so we went to Sweet Frog together and her sister was there and her sister like looked at me and she was so sweet and she was like thank you so much for being a friend to my sister like you don't know how much this means to me and I was like oh my gosh like of course it's just like it's a normal friendship to me it's not it's not like a like something that I feel like I have to try to do it's just like normal um and so we talked for a while and her mom like went grocery shopping while we were eating ice cream and then she got back and she was like Bailey like if you have time in your day like do you want to do something else with us and I was like yes I have all the time in the world like let's do it and so she was like, we brought some microphones. And if you want to drive with us down Broad Street, we can do some carpool karaoke. <laughs> and I was like, sign me up. Let's do it. And we sung together. And it was literally amazing. We had the microphones. We were jamming out to Justin Bieber and uh, Ariana Grande. And it was so fun. <laughs> I love that. Uh, when you share that story... I just was so excited for um for that friend of Anna Kate's because I just know how much that meant to her and to her mom and I just couldn't think of a better person to for her to have shared that with and what I love about it is so we have a microphone um, and when Betsy and I did our spring break last year and did college tours, we didn't know that this microphone ended up like in the glove box for some reason. I have no idea why. And so she and I basically were driving down the road, like <laughs> singing like karaoke in the car. So um, it just brought back memories that, you know, what, girl, girls just want to have fun. You know, yes. girls just want to have fun. 
you know, they just want to release their inner Cindy Lauper. That's so good. <laughs> oh, that is a great story. I remember that now, too. Yeah. What a team. What a team you are with her, too, Bailey. You have to, um, you guys, you should document each, each little time you guys hang out and make it, like, make a blog or make a post or an Instagram story just for yourself. Make your own YouTube channel. No, there you go. Oh my gosh. I, karaoke. I've always wanted to make a YouTube channel. Maybe I should. It'd be encouraging to other people. You know, you could do that to encourage others. But with one final, final, kind of final question is what we want to ask you as in um, what belonging means to you. Um, I think belonging um, means finding your people and um, finding your place and everyone has a place in the world um, even when we don't feel it um, we uh, you know have to trust um, trust God and his plan that he's making for our lives and you you will find your people and once you find them you know you know that you've belonged and um, you know the people who you surround yourself with. Um, you know that you belong when they make you better and when, they, when they're your biggest cheerleader um, because that's ultimately what friends are for and what people we love are supposed to do. Um, we're supposed to cheer people on in their lives and every decision that they make when, um, when we feel like we belong with them and when they're our people. Um, so, yeah. That's lovely. I like how you just said you're supposed to cheer for people. Um, and that we are friendship and community is the number one cheer squad. Uh, yes. Going through good things, bad things, you need that community to rally with you. Yeah. Yeah, and finding your people. And sometimes it takes time to find your people. Yes, and it definitely, it took me a long time to find my people. The at my camp, it's different because you're surrounded with the same girls almost every year. New girls, like, flow in. Um, and those will always be my people, my best friends. And it's a different level of friendship. But it's also, like, well, when I get home, I don't always have them right by my side. Um, and in high school, I, like, had a hard time finding my people and where I belonged. And then once I started getting involved with, like, super involved with like ministry and young life that's when I found my people so it definitely takes time I didn't even find like my home people until I was a junior I mean like a sophomore or junior so yeah well you know at camp I I always I compare your camp to like when we get a Johnny and friends in one respect as you're there and everybody's like in the same boat so to speak right so you're there you have no technology right and so you have like you're showing your true colors and you're not really caring about anything else that's going on so every you're seeing everybody for who they really are right it's different and then you enter back into the real world right and now you got your phone and now you have social media and now you have all this other stuff and it's this non-stop where you feel like you have to like keep up and then you have your friends and you're wondering, 
well, are they like really my friend or are they not my friend? Like, it's just so, so different. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. Mm. If we could all just live at camper, Johnny and friends, what would the yes. world be like? <laughs> uh, these slices of heaven everywhere. It would. I literally always tell my mom, like, like when I'm like, I was super upset or something and I'm talking to her like the first thing that comes out of my mouth is like why can't I just be at camp right now <laughs> she's like Bailey that's I mean it's real life but you need to you need to learn how to how to cope without being at camp <laughs> yeah I need to call your mom right now too actually <laughs> she needs to tell me the same thing <laughs> uh, well Bailey you've been wonderful for the second time <laughs> Thank you. Love talking to you twice. It's been great. Thank you. So, since you're an avid listener to our podcast, you already know the question that we ask all of our guests at the end. So, what is something that you are loving right now? So, uh, the first time that I um, filmed this episode, (laughs) to be completely honest, I said reality tv but my answers kind of changed because the shows have you know the reunions are happening those are kind of why um but i've been loving being off of tiktok and instagram so i gave it up for lint and well i've just re-downloaded instagram just because i've i'm trying to be intentional with like um my relationship with god and like what I'm what I'm putting into it and I just realized that that wasn't an aspect that I felt like I had to get rid of um so I I re-downloaded it just because like I felt like that was what I was supposed to do um and I mean I don't really spend much time on it but I don't have TikTok at all and I haven't had it since the beginning of Lent and I have loved being off of it and I loved being off of Instagram for the time that I was just because I think that you can get so wrapped up in things that aren't real in comparison and um, I've just been I've loved like growing outside of that and knowing that like that is not real life and these people it's like a little glimpse of they're like, you don't know what happened 30 seconds before the photo or 30 seconds after um, the TikTok was finished filming. So <laughs> I just think it's really cool that I um, that I did step off of it. But I'm, I'm not saying that they're always bad things. Like I love I love um, like motivational Instagram posts and like funny TikToks. Like I don't think it's necessarily bad, but I think when I got into the trap of like comparison, that's when I kind of knew that I needed to just take a step back which was really good for me and my mental health absolutely (laughs) we all we all need to take those those breaks um because even for simply the endless scrolling i mean you think you've only been on it quote unquote five minutes and next thing you know you look at your clock and you're like oh my gosh i've been on this thing for 45 minutes i know it's crazy and i I, let me tell you like the one of me too. One of the first things I did when I re-downloaded Instagram, Instagram captions. You went and did I what? Them, I read your you Instagram like, captions. You like my Instagram captions? Yes, I love reading the long ones that you write. Like it's just like my favorite <laughs> thing. 
Feel free to drop us a comment, like, and please share. 